to ask a question first. Have you ever gone through something in your life and wondered if God is there? Or a time in your life when you found it hard to see that God is there? Anyone? Nikki? Nikki Hans? Okay, um, not getting a lot of feedback today, but I'll. Just say that again, too. Yeah, that you didn't think he was on your side. Okay, um, that. that continues on the reading from Romans 8, if God is for us, who is against us, maybe. But a good, good thought there, Susan. Um, that you didn't think he was on your side. So that's kind of hard to see God um, working. That's an example of it. Um, a lot of times, in my experience in Papua New Guinea, say, when people went through really tough times, dark times in their life, really suffering times, uh, it was more likely that they would not, not see God there, but something evil there. Yeah? And so I can remember, say, way up in Pangia, for example, someone was very sick, and uh, there was uh, heaps of people all crowded into this house and they were all uh, kind of divining or I was saying glassing. <laughs> What's the cause of this? And they, in the Pange area, they would say, uh, stone man, stone man walking this land. Huh? So quite often uh, when something <laughs> terrible is going on, they find something evil there. And so I, w I just thought of that and thought it was hard for them to see God there. It was much more easy for them to find some sort of evil force and discern what that evil force is bringing that uh, difficulty into their life. So it's interesting that um, we just sang that song and it's based on Psalm 139 where it says, Where could I go? where the Spirit of God isn't. And he lists a whole lot of things and says, I could go up into the highest heavens, I could go right down to the depths, which is a picture of the darkest places. Can I get away from God's Spirit in those places? There's no place that I could go where God's Spirit isn't, is what the uh, psalmist says in 139. And we're just going to see... Um, a little video about that, which is the next slide, Jared. Just try to check the, re the writing there. It's a bit hard to read. And my God was there, it says. I wandered far down winding roads, and my God was there. I climbed the highest mountain tops 
my God was there. I journeyed through the deepest valley and my God was there. I tasted life anew and fresh and my God was there. I felt the sting of pain and my God was there. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I hide from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. rise on the wings of the if I settle on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me even there okay it finishes nice I think even there because you, you think of all the places where you think God might not be with me or I feel that he isn't with me or that he isn't for me even there, the psalmist says that. I think it is a good point to think about um, because um, it can be dangerous to see evil in places. It's better to see God is with us through all the things we go through. This week, I'm focusing on these four figures that are found in a hallway in Florence, Italy. And the hallway is part of a museum. And as you stand in that hallway, you see these four figures which are unfinished sculptures. The artist stopped in the middle of his work and didn't complete them. And so they've got rough edges still. And yet we can see emerging out of those blocks of stone, you can see some sort of figure happening. Some of them don't have heads yet. Some of them are missing arms, hands and feet. Michelangelo is the sculptor and he never completed these works. They're left a bit rough on the edges. Um, the beautiful sculpture that he had in mind isn't quite there yet. Some of the rough stuff is gone and the figure is starting to come there. So there's a bit of the past there and there's a bit of the future, but it's kind of caught in the middle between something that was and something that's going to be. In our text this morning, what we heard in the second reading, Paul invites you into a place like this. Uh, right now we're in the middle of something that God started and we don't see the completion of it yet. We've seen the start of it, we're in the middle of it, but we aren't at the completion of it yet. And Paul says, for example, oh sorry, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So this is what we are in at the moment, present sufferings, but there is something that we're moving to. And Paul's words can help 
you today. In Christ, you have been made children of God. We said that last week. Uh, by Jesus' death, he has destroyed sin and his resurrection brings the promise of a new creation, a new life, uh, which we uh, don't fully uh, experience yet. Paul says if you take a look at the world today, you do see suffering. And that's right, isn't it? We see people suffering, groaning, is the word used in the reading. People are groaning. All creation is groaning to be set free. So we stand in this awkward position, present sufferings, but we're kind of in between moving on to something wonderful and grand. And um, Paul asks us, and the psalmist who wrote this also gets us to meditate that even in this place where we are now, not yet fully seeing all that God wants for us, even there God is with us. His Spirit is with us. He's not absent from this place. Now Paul knew the suffering of being a Christian because in his time the Christian church was not a recognised religious group and uh, they were marginalised and Christians at that time were often, uh, after Paul possibly and in Rome, they often were worshipping underground in the place where they buried their dead, in tunnels underground. Has anyone been there to Rome and seen that? Yeah, the catacombs, right? I haven't, but I've read about it. That um, In the tunnels carved underground, they held worship services in those dark places where they buried their dead. When you're in a dark place, and when you open your eyes and you can't really see or feel God's presence with you, God is there, even there. That's Paul's message. The Spirit of God is there even in the darkest place. Open your ears and you will hear him. You will hear the Spirit of God crying out for you. That is what Paul is revealing to us in the letter. He says, the Spirit cries out with and for God's people. The world is groaning. God's people are groaning. But the Apostle Paul reveals one more thing he says, open your ears and you will hear that the Spirit is groaning. The Spirit is with you. Paul writes, for example, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So in these words, Paul joins our groans. He tells us that the Spirit takes those groans and gives them to God. On the one hand, the Spirit intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. Let's think about that. 
There are times when we are lost for words, when you don't know what to say. What are those moments in your life when you, you, you just haven't got the words to say something? Have you ever been in that situation? We don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, okay? I, I, I think, um, you know, Barry, Pastor Barry Lang and his son Hans, uh, he, he just went into hospital for a, um, a day surgery and then he was seven weeks in ICU and died. And um, even today Barry was here with his son Kirk and some people saw him for the first time since, you know, back in March when Hans used to sit here with his dad. And I saw them go up to Barry and they said, I don't know what to say. What, what can you say to someone at a time like that? It's times like that when you're lost for words. don't know what to say. Our language is limited. It's too hard to put into words. It can be hard even to talk to God, to pray to God. At moments like this, Paul says, listen. Listen and hear the groaning. It's the Spirit taking our suffering and putting it in a prayer to God. The groans of the Spirit that he puts into a prayer, he joins it to God. And Paul talks about uh, that as a wonderful thing. Paul says the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to God's will. So what I don't know what to say and I don't know how to pray, the Spirit does it for us and joins it to God and God's will. So the Spirit uh, is kind of with us in this corridor, uh, taking what we're going through and then bring it, bringing it to God. The Holy Spirit is your comforter and counsellor who knows the mind of God. And the Spirit also knows the suffering of God's people, your suffering. And Paul proclaims the Spirit joins these two into prayer. Your suffering into the mind of God. Holding these two things together. Your groans and the glory of God. We stand before God living in this world and yet we are sure of another world by the Spirit working for us and with us. We experience suffering and we find ourselves not sure how we can put this into words. The Spirit speaks for you and brings your petitions to the throne of the Father. And there your suffering touches God through the work of the Spirit. These four unfinished works of Michelangelo are displayed in a hallway which is not a closed room. It's a room that you're going through from somewhere into something else. You're passing from one place to another place. And in this hallway, in Florence, at the end of it, through into another room, is this remarkable work of Michelangelo, which you might also know. It's David. And it's a beautiful, finished creation of the artist Michelangelo. So you're going through the hallway of all these unfinished ones 
And then at the end of the hallway in the other room, at the end of it is this beautiful, remarkable work. A figure no longer with rough edges or any stone uh, visible anymore. It's a sculpture of glorious freedom. God sees your life in the corridor, which is this world, and has sent his spirit to be here for you, here in this place, wherever you go, whatever happens, even there, the spirit is with you, the spirit listens to your groans, the spirit sees God's greater vision of what will be, and he puts your life into prayer according to God's will. Paul knows, and we know, while we're still in the corridor, while we're still in the world, we know the hope of the future, the future with God. So though, although we suffer in this world, we know that God has something wonderful in store for us. When in Romans we hear this good news, we are still in this world, we are awaiting the future glory and we trust now in God's Spirit with us, taking us through this into the future glory. Amen. The peace of God which passes all human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.